Welcome back to Journalistic Integrity. My name is Robert Murphy. It is 11.03 p.m. Eastern on Sunday night after the Super Bowl. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers took down my Chiefs 31-9. to Brutal loss. Before we get into that, we got to discuss what the Buccaneers safety Winfield did to Tyreek Hill after an incompletion. He threw up the, the peace sign right in Hill's face. Hill's signature move threw it right back in his face. Uh, Personally, me, just watching at home, I was offended. Uh, I've been waiting for an apology from the NFL. Have yet to get it. Instead of me talking about it, we're bringing back uh, one of our guests we had on a couple weeks ago, and that is the Fox broadcaster, Joe Buck. Joe, I know you've caught a lot of games. You've seen a lot of things. What did you think of that, that act by Winfield? That is a disgusting act. Completely agree. Disgusting. We got to get that out of the game before, you know, before we talk concussions and and stuff like that, we got to get these taunting penalties out of the game. But in all seriousness, let's, let's go straight into the game and look, there's a lot I can say about this game and the first half, I mean, you can talk about the refs and how there are some bad calls and there were, but I'm not going to be the guy that blames the refs in a 31, nine, uh, blowout. The Bucks were the better team from kickoff to the final kneel down, and it wasn't even close. So if this game ended as a one possession victory for the Bucks, then you can start making the ref argument because there were some calls where it's like pretty, pretty out there, pretty out there. Uh, for example, well, we'll go straight to the possession where the game kind of turned. So in the first half, Chiefs jump up to a to a three zero lead. It was one of those low scoring first quarter Super Bowls that always happens, especially with Tom Brady Super Bowls. Um, coming into this one, he'd never scored a touchdown in the first quarter. And I think he'd only scored three points total in his nine Super Bowls coming into it. That was snapped in this game. Uh, they scored a touchdown at the end of the first quarter to make it 7-3. But um, let's jump forward to the second quarter. So it's 14-3 um, Buccaneers. Excuse me, 14-6. Into the first half, a minute and some change left, and Buccaneers run. It looks like they're going to run out the clock. Chiefs have all three timeouts. Buccaneers only have one, and the Chiefs decide to use their timeouts. So they're down a touchdown. They get the ball at the beginning of the second half. So it's not like they're in a big deficit, and they need to uh, get back into the game really quickly and start taking risks. I'm fine with the first timeout, but the timeout after second down where it's third and one was – ridiculous the Chiefs are the worst defense on third and short and fourth and short in the entire league and it's not really close so they call a timeout there which gives Brady the chance Brady and the Bucks get the first down a couple penalties leads to a touchdown um, which resulted after one of those questionable calls in the end zone where they called the pass interference in the end zone uh, on Matthew when he was guarding Evans there's just a little bit of contact. It looked uncatchable anyways, but they called it. And the Buccaneers and Brady, like any good team, capitalizes off of bad bad calls and bad decision-making by Andy Reid calling that timeout on third and short and giving the, that Bucks offense a chance to score. And it's not like the defense had been stopping the Bucs the whole game. They already had two touchdowns. And so there's a huge difference going into halftime, 14 to six, only down one score where you can tie the game up first possession coming out of half. And then between 14 and six and 21, six uh, seems a lot worse, but 
you can still come back from a two-touchdown game, and we've seen that with the Chiefs many times. So that was one huge error was the timeouts by Andy Reid. And they didn't really talk about it that much on the broadcast, but it was horrible. It gave them a free seven points, and then Chiefs come out, second half kick a field goal. Then Tampa scores a touchdown, 28-9, and that's kind of where the game was over because the Chiefs offense was unable to move the ball. And so let me start here. The Tampa Bay defense looked like they were playing on a whole new level that I hadn't seen a defense play like that all year, especially Devin White, Winfield, uh, Davis. They were fast. They were really, really fast. The defensive line was all over Mahomes, all over him. And the injuries on the O-line came back to haunt the Chiefs because Mahomes was running for his life the whole game and showed unbelievable toughness getting hit every other play by Ndamukong Sue, Vita Vey, these really big guys. And he wasn't just taking these little hits. He was getting smushed, his body contorted in these weird ways. And he made some of the most unbelievable throws. Uh, some of them were incompletions, but he was making these throws where he's parallel with the ground and throwing it spot on. And that the receivers, I'm going to save that for a little bit, but the receivers and tight ends for the Chiefs dropping the ball was extremely, extremely irritating. But let's stay on the Bucks defense. To shut down a Kansas City Chiefs offense like that was incredible. Um, they did it in the second half of the game that they played in the regular season. Uh, if you remember, the Chiefs exploded in the first half, scored a ton of points. Hill had 200 receiving yards in the first quarter, and they ended up the Chiefs ended up winning 27-24. But the Bucks came back in the second half, and I think that's something that Brady gives a team where it's like, hey, we're getting blown out, but if we build on this, we might be seeing these guys in the Super Bowl. And that's what they did in the regular season. And I think that gave them a little bit of confidence going into the Super Bowl saying, hey, we've got momentum against this team coming off the second half that we played. We can score against these guys and we can stop them. So I think that helped a lot. Devin White, number 45 for the Bucks, was all over the place. The Chiefs couldn't run any screens. They couldn't run any option plays that they like to do with Mahomes. He was all over Kelsey, him and Davis. They were number 45 and 54. So they were getting up in Kelsey's grill. They were uh, hitting him at the at the line of scrimmage a couple yards into his route and redirecting him, and Kelsey was slipping all over the place. And they really, really disrupted the Chiefs offense. And I've never watched every Chiefs game. I've never seen this happen to a Chiefs team. Mahomes has never lost a game by more than one score in the NFL. So – the last time he did that was when he was at Texas Tech and um, Kingsbury had his hands on him and was probably messing him up. But uh, it was – I mean, I've never seen a Chiefs game like this. It was shocking. I'm glad – it could have been worse. It could have been the Chiefs were in this game and then Brady led some late touchdown drive. But uh, this game was over beginning of the third quarter, and so I was kind of able to ease my way out of it and kind of disassociate any emotions I had towards – uh, this game and kind of let me down a little bit easy, even though it was four hours of just straight pain and punches to the gut. Um, so let's go to the drops. I mentioned those earlier. Mahomes with one of the most incredible plays ever, that play I was talking about where he threw it parallel to the ground, sidearm. And this is when it was a three-touchdown game at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and it just hits off the face mask of Darrell Williams just, I mean, it's just got to be so heartbreaking as a quarterback to make these unbelievable throws and then they're just dropped. And at the beginning, in the first quarter, too, they didn't talk about this. They're saying as Winfield's defense, 
the first quarter, it was either the first or second possession. He throws it deep on this crazy scramble. I mean, Mahomes' scrambles that he had in this game, unbelievable. But he threw a dime to Tyree Kill and it hit off his face mask. He had like four face masks this game. It's like Kelsey had a huge drop too on an amazing scramble. I mean, Mahomes' mobility in the pocket. I know this is turning into Mahomes' love fest, but the Mahomes scrambling in the pocket where he runs forward and then sideways and he and he waits for the defensive player to get to him and he knows which way he's going to attack him and then he spins around the other way. It's incredible. And not many quarterbacks ever, even more athletic quarterbacks than Mahomes, are able to manipulate defensive rushers like that. So, I mean, unbelievable effort by him. He was getting hit all over the place. At one point, I thought they were going to take him out because it, it just wasn't worth it. But, uh, I mean, Mahomes, none of this is on Mahomes. It goes down to the pass rush for the Bucks. The offensive line would just go plays where, I mean, it just looked like they told each other, hey, let's not block on this play. And it wasn't a screen pass or anything. It was a regular play. And they just let Vita Vey, Pierre Paul. Those guys are good, but, I mean, there's nothing. You, the one way to disrupt a great quarterback, and this goes back to the beginning of time when football was first created, when someone first – got a piece of leather and sewed it together with some laces. The first pillar of the game is get to the quarterback, especially now that's a huge passing league. You get to the quarterback, it completely changes the game. Game's one in the trenches, blah, blah, blah. Well, clearly the Bucks won that, and the Chiefs weren't able to get much pressure or really any pressure on Brady at all. Um, so, it, I mean, it's an utter domination by the Bucks, And Brady gets his seventh ring, and he's the best – quarterback obviously of all time he was before this ring but I mean to win to go to the Buccaneers a team that was the losingest arguably I heard a stat might have been the losingest franchise in the NFL and to go there and win the Super Bowl in his first year with a team that hadn't made the playoffs in over a decade unbelievable absolutely and for Gronk at the beginning of the year it looked like he was wasn't healthy. It looked like he was half of what he used to be. This game, he looks like 85% of peak Gronk. Two touchdowns. Antonio Brown had a touchdown. And those receivers and Gronk and Fournette, playoff Lenny, that's getting overused and starting to annoy me. Everyone just hijacking the playoff Lenny joke. That's getting really annoying, but he, he was really good in the playoffs, so he, he deserves the nickname. It was a and also the Buccaneers have a bunch of players that wanted – they look like they wanted the game more. And I know everyone's trying and all that, but listen to this. They have Pierre Paul who blew off fingers on his hand and he wanted to get back to peak form uh, from since he was with the Giants. They have Winfield who he got schooled by Tyreek Hill in the first game. They have Brady, obviously, who wants to stick it to Brady and Belichick, and that is definitely a real thing. And he was able to show that he can win without him. They got Fournette, who was cut by the Jaguars, a 1-15 team, the Jaguars. You think he wanted to prove them wrong? Absolutely. You got Gronk, who came out of retirement, and he's still uh, – there's some murmurs that him and Belichick, there's some beef between them and how the end of that uh, dynasty ended with Gronk uh, retiring. You have Antonio Brown with – it is a little weird to say it's a redemption story, but um, not talking about the stuff off the field, but – People were saying he, he was out of the league because he couldn't show up to practice and, and all that stuff. And obviously what he did off the field and everything is horrible. But he he had uh, redemption on his mind. He wanted to prove people wrong that had 
counted him off. So that is a little bit different because he's doing a lot of bad stuff off the field, but still he was pissed off. And, and I think Ronald Jones is also pissed off because Fournette was taking all of his carries. He's like, whoa, I'm like one of the best 10 running backs in the league. Why is this guy that was cut by the Jaguars taking all my reps? And Devin White plays every single play like he is the angriest person on the planet. And he was all over the place, intimidating the Chiefs players, receivers, um, hitting really hard. I mean, he's he's unbelievable. He might be one of my favorite players on defense, at least, because that guy is absolutely incredible. And if he can stay healthy, he's he can be an all-time great on defense because uh, he can cover and he can tackle. And he's not afraid of anybody. And that's kind of the theme with the whole Buccaneers defense. And props to Todd Bowles because no defense has ever been able to do this to Mahomes. And a lot of it was the pass rush. But I don't know. I'm not going to act like I know the X's nose and the schemes to whatever they did. But I just know if you hold Mahomes to no touchdowns and only three field goals, nine points in a game, you're doing something right. So props to Todd Bowles. Um not much else. I mean, I was – during halftime, it's 21-6. I thought if we came out and scored a touchdown and made it a, a one-touchdown game, got some pressure on Brady, got a turnover. The Chiefs never got that turnover. They had the Matthew pick, but that was negated because of the phantom holding call. But, look, I'm not going to start complaining about calls. As I said earlier, it, it doesn't matter. They whooped us. Um I am a Brady fan, so this one does hurt, but at least you know, one of my favorite sports players, Tom Brady, gets another ring, and he's not only the best football player ever, now you start saying, you start going across sports and be like, all right, this guy's got seven. Could be better than MJ if we're talking sports, and those arguments get really weird because it's a different sport, and it's just tough to compare across sports. But I never get the argument how MJ went six for six and so you, and then this goes for like LeBron and Brady, who didn't win every single one they were in. But you got to give them credit for getting there. Would you rather them lost in the second round, like MJ did a few times, than get to the Super Bowl and lose it? Absolutely not. You'd rather them win two more playoff rounds. So that's the argument I never get when uh, they say MJ six for six. It's like, well, what about those other ten seasons where he was knocked out before the finals? Are you glad he lost in the first or second round? than getting to the finals. So that doesn't make sense to me. Last thing, trash talking Brady never works out. Never works out trash talking the all-time greats. LeBron James goes into beast mode. Tom Brady, Tyron Matthew, and Chris Jones were all all in him trash talking him, and that never works. You can't do that. Um, but lastly, this was not mentioned, and this I think was crucial. So Andy Reid's son, who's the outside linebackers coach, few days ago, allegedly has a few drinks, and then he drives and hits a parked car on the side of the road. So they're on, they're going on a uh, on a ramp onto the highway, and there's a car on the side. They got like a flat tire or something, but they're off the road, and Andy Reid's son just hits them. And they've got two young kids in the car. The five-year-old's still in critical condition. And so Andy Reid's son is being investigated for – reckless driving, driving impaired. And then uh, if the if somebody passes away, it can be manslaughter. So, I mean, that's got to be in Andy Reid's head where he's got a son that could be facing 20 to 25 years in prison. 
And so, I mean, that has to take away. I don't know how much. Look, I don't think it changes the outcome of the game, but I think it does change the amount of focus and preparation that Andy Reid had going into the game that he had his son that could be potentially going to jail for the rest of Andy Reid's life if he goes for, you know, 30-plus years. Andy Reid's around 60 or so. So that was another thing that, I mean, hopefully everyone's okay in that crash. Just a horrible situation. So I think that wraps it up. 31-9 blowout. This one hurt. It was four hours of pain. Two hours of, of big pain, and then it kind of tapered off. Less and less pain throughout. Um, it's tough to win back-to-back. Hasn't been done since 2003 with the Patriots. I am uh, scared with the Buccaneers. I think they're just – they're not even to their peak form. I mean, that de- as long as they're able to keep everybody, their coaches, uh, all the head coaches' spots are filled. So I think Bowles is going to stay there for another year. But he's definitely going to get a job. I mean, he went – his only coach head coaching stint was with the Jets, and he went ten and six with the Jets in a couple like eight and eight years. He's definitely going to get another shot, and I think after next year he will. And I like him, so I think he's gonna he's gonna succeed wherever he ends up going. But I mean, this Bucks team is going to keep on getting better. And Brady, I mean, Brady looks phenomenal. It seems like he's almost throwing the ball with more zip than he has in previous years. Maybe that's because he's playing. He's been playing in warmer weather this year but um gotta tip my cap to the patriots and if i could choose to lose to anybody it would have been brady um mahomes had a heroic effort he was getting drilled the whole game stayed in the game running for his life making unbelievable throws um so they'll be back next year i just think the buccaneers team was hungrier and i take this one on the chin i uh I'm going to take a uh, – instead of taking a pinstripe away, I'm going to take a feather out of my cap because my prediction was way off in this one. I, I think out of the Chiefs – I think it was 33-26, but I had the Chiefs winning by a touchdown, and the Chiefs got blown out. I did not see a blowout happening, especially uh, in the Buccaneers' favor because the Chiefs have never been blown out with Mahomes as their quarterback. So this is a really strange game. reminded me of the, the Seattle um, Broncos Super Bowl. I think that was Super Bowl 49 when Seattle crushed uh, Peyton Manning. But um, that's it. Kansas City wasn't really interested in tackling some of their running backs. Um, You know, it's – the defense got tired because we were having short possessions and then they were just back-breaking penalty after back-breaking penalty after back-breaking third-down conversion. And it was too much – we held Tampa Bay to 10 points in the second half. We could have come back. I know Tampa Bay wasn't trying to score every single possession in there more, trying to run some clock out in the second half. But, I mean, it's three touchdowns, and we got close, uh, except our, our receivers are trying to catch the ball with their face mask, which it didn't work out. And one last thing, you know how it's really annoying when people talk about their fantasy football teams? Well, there's something that's creeping up into that hemisphere stratosphere and that is people talking about their prop bets i don't care about your prop bets i don't care if you took the over under on three and a half field goals in the game i don't care if you called heads or tails i don't care if you lost really bad on total receiving yards for tyreek hill it's just so annoying like talk about it once and then and then just stop talking about it because nobody cares about your prop bets nobody cares about your fantasy team or your prop bets that's it 
that's the show for today. I'll be back on Tuesday night talking Bachelor with Lauren, and then we will see where we go from there. But one more podcast this week, maybe another one end of the week. Might um, I don't know, do some history, some profiling, some players, or some like historical moments uh, while we're in this kind of down period. Definitely going to talk some college basketball, some Virginia basketball, and uh, just overall sports topics going on. Maybe some movies too. I don't know if you guys have listened to the uh, rewatchables, the Bill Simmons podcast where he talks about movies and stuff like that. But I actually find that interesting. I wasn't a big movie movie buff guy, but uh, recently I've been listening to that podcast and uh, it seems kind of fun. So I might try that out and uh, get a guest on and talk about a movie. See uh, if you guys like that. But thank you everybody for listening. Tough loss. Took it on the chin, 31-9. But happy to see Brady get number seven. More Super Bowls than any other franchise. Unbelievable. Um, the drops in the pass rush were what killed the Chiefs. That's it for the episode. I talk to you guys Tuesday night. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Peace.